And there came a day. A day unlike... Wait. No, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to a special solicitations bonus episode of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I am Brian. How is everybody on this, the first day of 2021? Happy to have survived 2020. Oh my god. You no- <laughs> yeah, definitely that one. Yeah. I finally uh, cracked open Marvel's Avengers and threw it in my PS4 last night. And let me tell you, they get Kamala Khan so right. Nice. Excellent. A breath of fresh air, she is. Nice. Okay, let's talk about comics. Yeah. Let's talk about comics that aren't out yet. Yeah. yeah. We uh, are going to try doing solicitations as their own episodes for a while here. Partly because there are so goddamn many to talk about. Yeah. Just so it doesn't lengthen an episode and just we have a little more time we can spend on it. Yeah. yeah. So, starting with Aftershock. Bequest number one. This is on both Brian's and my lists. Well, Tim Seeley doing a book. We're going to pay attention. <laughs> and, and Freddie Williams II doing the art. We're going to pay attention. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I started reading the solicitation for this, which is like, oh, welcome to the high fantasy world of Tangi. And I was like, oh, okay, it's another high fantasy book. That, that'll be fine. Da, da, da. And so you read that, and it's a fairly standard you know, introduction line or whatever. Second and then, paragraph. Welcome to Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where uh, magical artifacts from this world of Tangi are being sold on the black market. <laughs> God damn it, Arnie. <laughs> I was gonna say, I really hope there's like a portal behind a Burger King. There somewhere. had better be. If there is, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Also, maybe actionable. <laughs> <laughs> Chunts up with that. <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, yeah. We, we don't want action against us. So no. Chill. <laughs> it's fine. Adel and I are friends now. Sort of. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yes, a group of Tangian adventurers have to go retrieve artifacts and stop monsters from falling into the wrong hands. Yeah, so essentially we're going to get a uh, D&D party in the real world. Yes. Over oh. at Black Mask, Destiny New York number one. Yeah. Um, have either of you already read this? No. Oh, so this is just fun for me. Do you have it on your list? Yes. yes. Okay, Put. yeah, I was going to say put it on your fucking list. Um, this is a Pat Shand book, and you guys know that if it's Pat Shand, uh, it's, it's on my radar. Um, by the way, he has a Kickstarter, or had a Kickstarter, it just wrapped, for this book called Thirsty, and I'm like, Pat, come on, come on, Shit, Pat. that wrapped up already? I missed it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. How on the nose is that one? <laughs> when, when the add-ons, when we get the add-ons, I'll see if I can get you one. Okay. This book is about, um... People who have peaked, basically. People who had a destiny and they fulfilled it. And now what do they do? What what do they do? So they all move to this town in New York. Uh, well, or they all live in New York City, I guess. Um, and this young girl 
Logan, um, basically falls in with a crime family. Like you do. Like you do. Like you do. Like you do. Yeah. Uh, well, and not like not like you know you're in your late thirties or early forties and fulfill your destiny, but like you know, as the chosen ones always are, like late teens. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. Like, uh, there's a lot of your life left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you do when you know that you've literally peaked? I mean, you train the next chosen. That's the obvious. Yeah. But <laughs> um, This universe spins out a couple of things, like Gangster Asperista, which is fantastic. Fantastic. We've definitely talked about that on the show. Yes. Yes, we have. Yeah. Cool. I'm very much looking forward to this. Yes. Me Good. too. Over at Boom, Proctor Valley Road, number one. Yeah. Written by Alex Child and Grant Morrison. Art Who's by. That? Uh, they're they're <laughs> just this this person. Okay. This comics writing person. Got it. Obscure, very very underground. Sure, sure. Um, art by Naomi Franquise, and they name drop Paper Girls and Die as books that. Uh, if you like those, you might like this. Indeed. Yeah. I gotta say, uh, uh, um, Boom is real good at saying, yeah, if you like these, you'll like this, and me going, oh, well, shit, well, I like those. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. They know their targets. Yes, weird. they do. So weird. Um, th- this, Naomi Frankies did the art for Harrow County. And this is so my jam. Yeah. Like, a bunch of kids have to... They oops themselves into having to fight monsters. (laughs) Yeah. I'm all about it. Plus, it kind of has, like, a... If anybody ever read um, Scott Westerfeld's Midnighters, which was my absolute favorite book as a a preteen, this has... it, It sort of sounds like that kind of a vibe. I mean, I don't think that time stops at midnight or anything, but it, it just kind of sounds like that. Cool. How about Firefly, brand new verse number one? Fuck yeah. Washington Zoe's daughter. <laughs> oh, dogs. I know, it's it's too soon, still. I get it. You are a leaf on the wind. Um, Washington Zoe's daughter leading a crew aboard Serenity. I mean, what else could you ask for? Very cool. And... Also from Boom, the Wind Volume 1 Flight of the Prince hardcover. Yeah, I just wanted to, we've mentioned this several times, and, and you know, it got released. They ended up deciding to release it as singles, uh, but the hardcover collected edition of this is going to be coming out, and I just wanted to put that on people's radars if they missed the, the individual issue. Yes, excellent Yeah. Book. Moving on to Dark Horse, Dead Dogs Bite, number one. Yeah. Um this is Tyler Boss who uh drew a lot most of Four Kids Walk into a Bank. Yep. Um and that was all I needed to see. I don't even think I read the solicitation. That's fair. That's also going to be true of my next book on the list, Orphan in the Five Beasts number 1 of 4. Uh I just saw James Stokoe's name on it. Mm. Writing and drawing, and like, yep, okay, if he draws it, I'm gonna get it. Um, especially if it's like monster action books, because yes, please, <laughs> yes, please. 
Uh, and then Brian, Black Hammer Visions number two. So one of two things, either I didn't participate in the last solicitations episode. B, option B, I, I'm, I just can't remember anything or, yeah. So I don't, I don't think I mentioned Visions number one. That's why I'm putting number two on the list. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is essentially um, uh, some other people taking a, a shot at writing in the Black Hammer universe. And they are specifically stories that are kind of horror-esque that deal with with you know that the house that madam dragonfly was in. yeah cool Ooh. the cabin mystery or whatever it's called coming in from yeah. idw we have the lock and key keyhouse compendium hardcover i mean everybody on the show has talked about this book before but like this is a collection that if you have not somehow picked up in some form, you can now get this one single kind of omnibus hardcover that is everything. Nice. And you should do that. Plus, if you need to cudgel your enemies with something. I was about to say, that's going to be a chonky beast. It's chonky beast. It's, I, think it's a, I think it's listing at 125, yeah. Ooh, that's not bad. No, it's not. Moving on to image. Carmen, number 105, Brian. Uh, yeah, so this is... Um, uh, this is uh, Dan Christensen and Guillaume March. Um, Guillaume March is uh, uh, he's done a lot of work on on Batman and Catwoman uh, fairly recently. Yep, and um, just beautiful. Uh, this is uh, a story about a uh, an angel named Carmen who takes somebody under her wing, like a uh, and like just the cover was kind of striking to me, and I, I don't know something about it resonated yeah yeah uh there are some preview pages out there and they are gorgeous yes i mm. i have to be yes yeah. um next up from image is noctera number one mm-hmm. i imagine this was on your list also it was on my list also uh i can also pull a gin here and say i have read the first issue sort of ah there you go there's an asterisk on this one um so scott snyder and tony daniel did a kickstarter to basically to do two things one to kind of do outreach and help build an audience for this book because this is the first book in scott snyder's own publishing imprint uh which is being published in partnership with image uh, but also too because it's a creator-owned book like to put a little money into the project up front in practical terms so simultaneously right. outreach and just hey let's be financially responsible in this quarantine times when it was kickstarted. Uh, so I have a PDF of, and the physical version is coming soon, the uncolored, unlettered art and the script, like page by page, side by side. Oh, wow. Um, so I have read it that way, and I can tell you it is very, very cool. It is about a uh, woman who we actually meet as a young girl when the when the son fails to come up named val riggs whose job is basically driving people along uh uh driving people and goods along deadly unlit roads as the solicitation puts it in her brightly lit 18 wheeler the premise is if you're in the dark for too long you turn into a monster ah yeah um so the the horror version of ice road truckers yeah Sure. Uh, Shadecraft number one. 
This is from the same creative team as... Oh, shoot. What was that book called? Skyward. Skyward. Thank you. Yeah. So that was enough for me. This is about a young girl uh, who's afraid of her own shadow and also every shadow because, oh, hey, the shadows are coming to life and trying to kill her. What the fuck? Um, somehow it all ties into her family and she's got to discover why. But I learned while reading the solicitation and I don't know how I have never noticed this before, that Joe Henderson is the showrunner for Lucifer. Yep. Oh, my God. This is... It all makes sense. <laughs> yes. Over at Marvel, um, apparently we're just living in the abyss for a few books here. <laughs> uh, because we have our monthly round of King and Black tie-ins. Uh, and once again, you go, eh, I don't need more tie-ins. And then you read who the creative teams are and say, fuck, I do, in fact, need more tie-ins. Those bastards. Wiccan and Hulkling, written by Teeny Howard and Luciano Vecchio. Fuck. Ghost Rider, written by Ed Brisson with art by Juan Frigeri. A Spider-Man one-shot, written by Jed McKay with art by Michelle Bandini. And a Scream one-shot, written by Clay McLeod Chapman with art by Gary Brown. Plus issues of Fantastic Four and Sword and all of the previously announced miniseries. All of this wraps up in March. Yep. And spinning out of that, uh, a book I think Taylor made for me, Beta Ray Bill number one. Oh, five, no. In which Beta Ray Bill fights who, Brian? Um, a, a nullified Fin Fang Foom. How? How did I not see this? <laughs> Written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson of Murder yep. Falcon and Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Yeah. Yep. Wishes do this come is... true. I mean,. Beta Ray Bill, I was like, oh, okay, I'm interested. I'm going to read what the solicitation is. I'll, I'll, get, I'll give it that much. And it's like, oh, he he doesn't have his hammer anymore, and he's got to find a new weapon. I was like, okay, that that could be cool. And has to fight a nullified Fin Fang Foom. I was like, well, now I'm buying it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> also in the, yes. well, fuck, I read it, and now I read the details, and now I have to buy it column. Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade, number one of five. Written by Cy Spurrier, art by Sergio Davila. Um, I know nothing, basically, about the Black Knight, except that Jon Snow plays him in the upcoming Eternals film. Oh, does he? Is it Jon Snow or is it, is it, is it Jon Snow or is it Rob Stark? I think it's Kit Harington. I think so, too. Yeah. Um. Who has just the most... Look, I'm going to be creepy for half a second. The most beautiful, perfect Cupid's bow lips. I just, I, how? You heard it here first. Jin I mean, says Kit Harrington has a nice mouth. Boy, you sure mouth. do got a pretty mouth. Ah, there it is. <laughs> I made it weirder. Oh no, Alex, I'm taking your job. Whatever will I do? Uh, Step up your game, make it even weirder. I... <laughs> oh God. Eventually we just end up on watch lists end up <laughs> more watch lists okay carnage black white and blood number one or be careful what you wish more because you'll get more art forward anthology series um i am not a huge carnage person but donny cates benjamin percy teeny howard sarah Pashelli, ken lashley i'm gonna read it poop yeah poop um then we find ourselves in the let's talk about these solicitations again a year later 
corner. Yeah. yeah. Silk Aww. number one of five should finally come out in March. Uh, this is written by Maureen Gu with art by Takshi Miyazawa. Uh, this was originally announced back before everything shut down last year. Ooh, it feels good to say that that way. Last year. Um, and is finally back on the docket. Same is true of America Chavez, Made in the USA, number one of five. Woohoo! Uh, this is written by Kalinda Vasquez, who was a writer on Marvel's Runaways, with art by Carlos Gomez. Um, and... America Chavez is great, and we just heard, I believe, casting for her for upcoming Marvel stuff at the Disney Investor Day stuff. So, uh, much excitement. Yeah. Then we have Children of the Atom number one, which I think this is our third or first, fourth time talking about in solicitations. <laughs> it just keeps showing up on the solicitations list. One day it'll come in and come out. Um, If it gets delayed again then we can prove that Marvel is just Lucy with a football and we are Charlie Brown. <laughs> Truth. But I want it to come out because Vita Ayala. Ah! Mm -hmm. <laughs> we apologize for that audio. <laughs> I kept it low. On you purpose. did. You did. Uh, Demon Days, X-Men number one of five one-shots, I think is the way I read the solicitation I, text. Yeah, yeah. They're, I think there's... They're gonna be five demon day one shots yeah yeah um uh, tell me about this brian i i mean so if you have seen a lot of variant covers from marvel probably over the last three or four months or so uh you have noticed a very beautiful art style covers done by peach momoko um and they are now doing the writing the covers the interior art everything for this book Yes. And I can't wait for it. It reminds me a little bit in premise of the the Neil Gaiman Marvel 1602 or whatever, but yeah. for like feudal Japan. Yes. Yep. And uh, imagine who this is going to be. A wandering swordswoman with a psychic blade arrived. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, it's definitely got that wandering, wandering samurai style yeah. story to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everything about this, I cannot wait. Yep. And our last Marvel book, unless I have failed horribly at my job, <laughs> Deadpool Nerdy 30, number one. Written by Rob Liefeld, Fabian Nicheza, Scotty Young, Gail Simone, Kelly Thompson, G Jerry Duggan, and Brian Pazane, and more. With art by Rob Liefeld, Patch Zercher, Kevin Lebrando, Aaron Conley, and more. Oh no, there's gonna be so many pockets. Yeah, this this is a this is a one shot thirtieth anniversary celebration of Deadpool. Uh, it, it's it's basically got you know several stories in it that are all different birthdays of Deadpool. Apparently, yes. My Adorable. favorite my favorite Include, here is a sweet yes. sixteen party that would make Molly Ringwald weep. Oh my god! Which is actually a really hard thing to say. Say Molly Ringwald weep three times. Molly first. Ringwald weep. Shut up! Shut up, you. Now say Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk. Hey, 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 Alex, we can make Jen weep. Oh, no. Mother. <laughs> there it is. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I got the look. Meanwhile, while my guitar gently weeps, <sighs> over at Vault, Witch Blood number one. Yeah. Wild West Road Trip Witches. 
modern times. I don't know. It just looks beautiful and amazing, and I need it. Excellent. It's Vault. It's going to be good. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 ma- I named the Vault teases as one of the things I was most looking forward to in 2021, like two weeks ago when we recorded our favorites episode. Um, and then the names only kept getting more and more and more exciting. So, uh, yes, much excitement vault in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Alex, you know what else uh, we, we all mentioned on that uh, that we were looking forward to? Literally everything DC is publishing in March? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we actually have some information about that. So welcome to part of the reason why we just needed to make this its own episode. Yeah. Uh, DC has told us what is happening after Future State. Um, and as we had speculated, like a lot of those creative teams are staying on. And a lot of the Future State books inform what will be happening going forward. Yeah. Uh, I am super excited about the way that this has kind of been planned out. As kind of a general sort of header concept here, they're only putting out, I counted, 18 books in their main line. Um, many, if not most of them, are some form of either anthology or, uh, uh, main story backup story structure. And one of the things that a couple of the creators who were writing those backups, who had also, especially if they had also written, uh, the future state stories have kind of hinted at on Twitter, is that those backups may, and I don't know if that means if things sell well enough, or if that means this is the plan and they have to be coy but maybe setting up their own series that will get announced later on. Uh, which I mentioned because as we go through these, there will be some things that are obviously missing. Like, there is no Aquaman book in March. There is no Legion of Superheroes. There are some big things that are not there. Uh, so I think we'll see this line expand. Yes. But I like that they're keeping it small so it's easy to come in and kind of try everything. It reminds me of kind of how they launched New 52. Except... The reverse and better. <laughs> yeah. In that, in the, they had a very, con- and what I say, what I mean by that is they had a very, very planned, controlled release of how they wanted to do it. I at least think they wanted us to think that, yes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but they also started with 52 titles. Co- correct. Yeah. yeah. No, not, not number wise. I'm sorry. Yeah that, yeah. that was not part of that. Um, and this is also kind of functionally doing the opposite. Everything matters again. We kick off with Infinite Frontier number zero. This whole push is being called Infinite Frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, this is written by Scott Snyder, Jeff Johns, James Tynan IV, Joshua Williamson, Jeffrey Thorne, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Brian Michael Bendis, Becky Cloonan, Michael W. Conrad, Joel Jones, and Tim Sheridan, which, spoiler alerts, are a lot of names you're going to hear a lot in this episode. Weird. Mm. Art is from John Timms, Howard Porter, jo- Howard Porter, Joel Jones, Jorge Jimenez, Aletha Martinez, David Rodriguez, Stephen Byrne, Jamal Eigel, Dexter Soy, Rafa Sandoval, Alex Malieve, John Romita Jr., and others. I'm assuming the others here are colorists, because we can't name colorists, apparently. I mean, we can, we just, we don't. people don't. That's, that's the one thing I'm going to be salty about. Name your colorists, guys, come yeah, on. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, cover is by Dan Jurgens and Mikkel Hanin. Variants by John Timms. Yeah. Uh, this is an anthology book, obviously, from that, that lineup. 
Uh, yeah, so I, I'm curious, are, is it is it an actual anthology, or is it the one where, like, it's, they say it's one story, and like the like the art and the, the the writers just change as you turn the page, and it's a cut. It's sixty-four you know I mean? pages. Um, so I'm going to assume that it's probably in the vein of like a the Marvel Zero issues that they did, like 2013, 2014, 20 or point one issues that they did 2013, 2014 ish, where like there's a framing story, and then you get four or five pages. Would be okay. my guess. Okay. Um, because some of the things it talks about happening here need, I think, more than a page to be to to set up what they're setting up. Um, so it opens with the Joker attacking Gotham City. It goes to Brazil, where a young woman discovers her destiny and connection to the Amazons. Um, I'm assuming that's going to be Yara Floor, who oh, we've sure. seen as mm. Wonder Woman, uh, in Future State. Uh, in Belrev, Amanda Waller plots an invasion of Arkham Asylum. In the far reaches of space, Mongol dreams of galactic domination, which is, I think, tying back to Worlds at War, the Superman future state story. Uh, Green Lantern Corps hosts a summit of its greatest enemies. At the Hall of Justice, the Legion, uh, sorry, the League joins forces with Black Adam. And beyond the mortal world, maybe some spoilers for, uh, uh, death metal here yep wonder woman settles into a new role in the god sphere and somewhere in the dc universe it's the return of star girl in an all-new tale written by jeff johns uh which is interesting because like there's nothing about star girl or jeff johns anywhere else in this that's kind of the one <laughs> open thread hanging yeah and it was it looked like it was just kind of tacked on the end it was a little odd yeah um then we get into the meat uh so jen this first book up you mentioned as one of the things you were looking forward to in 2021 hell yeah batman urban legends number one uh this is oversized at 64 pages it's eight bucks and it's got four stories in it Mm -hmm. uh cover is by hikam hobchi variants by david finch for uh batman and red hood and kyle Gu. For Batman and Grifter, that's going to be the one I get, I think. And then there's a yeah. blank variant. Yeah. So the the sort of feature hook here is a six-part story that begins in this issue about Red Hood. Jin. Yes. Me. Oh, you. okay. Yeah. Tell uh, me about it. So I'm I'm super hyped because, as you mentioned, the feature story about Red Hood is Chip Zdarsky. Yep. Yeah, it is. Um, and also the grifter bits seem to be written by Matthew Rosenberg. Oh, we were um, gonna get to those. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh yeah, I I don't know. I'm super excited to finally see Chip writing Batman. Yeah. And art on that is by Eddie Barrows. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I it sounds like they're going to return Red Hood to his uh if not villain status, then on that line and walking both sides of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Grifter story you mentioned is written by Matthew Rosenberg, who wrote oh. Grifter for Future State. Uh, and this picks up from Batman number 101, where Batman uh, saw that Grifter was working as Lucius Fox's bodyguard and gave him sass about something called Halo. Yep. Uh, I've got to imagine it's not just they play Halo against each other on their off nights. Uh, art here is by Ryan Benjamin. 
I love me some Grifter, probably mostly because of the wild theory that I had about Grifter showing up on The Flash that never came to be. Which uh, would have been so much better. I got very invested in that twist that never happened, and now I love Grifter because of it. <laughs> so I am here for this. Uh, Brian, yeah. tell me about the Harley Quinn story, because I know you're excited for some Harley Quinn. I am so incredible. So Stephanie Phillips is doing this, and specifically, so she's doing it for Future State, and then we'll talk in a minute about the ongoing that's going to come after this. Yep. Uh, also by Stephanie Phillips. And seeing her write Harley Quinn, I am majorly excited for. Yeah. And yeah. everything points to Harley finally getting to kind of embrace a more superhero status quo. Yes. Stop having to be the villain all the time and pays off some things we've seen for like the last 18 months or so now. Yep. And specifically Ooh. this story in the Urban Legends is her going to find Ivy. Yep. Uh, art here is by Lara Braga. Oh, yes. Sorry. And then the last story is an outsider's story. Uh, this is, I don't know if the Harley Quinn and Grifter stories, uh, I don't know how long those go on for, uh, but this is a three-part story, The Outsiders is, mm -hmm. uh, written by Brandon Thomas, who also wrote the Future State Outsiders story, with art by Max Dunbar. Um, and this is reuniting Black Lightning, Katana, and Metamorpho. Uh, I was really excited with where the last Outsiders book kind of left things, and especially yeah. for Black Lightning and Katana. Mm -hmm. uh, Metamorpho wasn't a part of that book, and I'm excited to see him get folded in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I am excited to see where this goes and would very happily see this spin off into its own. Okay, so eventually. so now we've talked about each of the stories in here. I, I want to reassert and now say I feel like I have a little more evidence for my wild-ass theory uh, about the grifter thing from Batman 101. Yeah. When they mentioned Halo. Uh -huh. And I said, oh, I wonder if it has anything to do with that old Outsiders character. <laughs> and now they're getting Black Lightning and <laughs> Katana and Metamorpho back together. <laughs> yeah, you, you may be onto something there, Brian. Hmm. Um, I just want to say again, like, I liked the idea of these anthology books when, when Future State leans so hard into them. Yeah. I'm glad to see more of that continuing. Uh, this is, I think, the most overt version of that. Uh, but we're going to see a lot of, like, backup stories supporting 40-page books through here. I, I think, and it's, I, I don't understand why DC and Marvel both, but DC in particular, has had several books over, I mean, over for a long, long time, where, I mean, they used to have New Talent Showcase that was specifically to do little anthology stories where they could kind of test out creative teams, right, yeah. on different characters, and I, I never understood why they didn't have that ongoing, but it, that just seems like a natural, where you can, like, test out and see if people and characters, you know, work together. The The but, answer, and I think there is an answer, honestly, um, the answer is just those books tend to not sell as well. Like anthology series tend yeah. not to sell as well as a book just called Batman. Right. I guess so. And, and, and maybe having it themed that this, these are all Batman urban legends, maybe that will. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think anchoring it with some really big name creators also right. helps. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, while we are in Gotham, we have a, a book spinning out of the events of the Joker War, 
the joker number one uh this is a 40 page book cover is by guillaume march variants are by frank quietly francesco Mattina, ricardo federici and mark brooks with a blank variant as well uh this is a result of an editor approaching james tynan and james tynan basically saying no you cannot write a good joker ongoing it's not doable and the editor saying okay but tell me how you would do it um I like, if we told you you had to, what would you do? I like that Tynan is honest about sort of that genesis of this book because it makes me way more interested. And also because his answer was, I'm really going to make it about Jim Gordon. Um. Yeah, so like when I read Joker number one, I was like, ah, really? They're going to they're gonna do this? And then I read, oh, it's written by James Tynan. I was like, all right, yeah, if somebody can pull this off, he's a good choice for it. And then I read the solicitation text, and I was like, oh, damn, that's a pretty good idea. That's the, yeah. the only way that I am going to read a Joker book. Thank you, you son yeah. of a bitch. What if, what if Catch Me If You Can, but The Joker? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Joker so, and I'll, Jim Gordon and Bane. So, yeah, following, uh, you know, the war, the, the Joker war, and, like, all the crap that's gone on in Gotham... Basically, Joker is like the head of everyone's most wanted list. Yep. And so he flees at a trap to go around the world. And Jim Gordon, who is approaching retirement anyway, decides, you know what? This is the capstone of my career. And he goes on a manhunt for him. Yep. Then we have a punchline backup that picks up after the punchline special. Yes. Uh, this is co-written by James Tynan and Sam Johns with art by Mirka Andolfo. Yeah. I cannot wait for this. Yeah. Um yeah. this is directly coming out of Punchline and features Harper Rowe picking the mantle of Bluebird back up. So yeah. very much my shit. All the things. Then we have that Harley Quinn book that you mentioned, Brian. Yeah. Uh so... written by Stephanie Phillips. Art yep. is art and main cover are by Riley Rosmo. Variant yes, is indeed. there are two variants here. Uh a mm -hmm. Derek Chu variant, and then one I'm going to call probably unattain unobtainable because you have to buy two hundred and fifty copies to get it. Right. But everyone should go look at it. Agreed. It is by Yoshitaka Amano, best known, I think, in the US for doing Final Fantasy concept art. Mm hmm It is gorgeous yeah harley with the dc and bat tattoos yeah oh, just beautiful it begs to be like your phone's lock screen yes um i, I love she, she's got a pipe and she's it's like a bubble pipe where you uh -huh. pull bubbles out of and the bubbles that are coming out are like superman and <laughs> yeah it's just beautiful um the solicitation doesn't really tell us anything about, other than what we've already said yeah. Uh, she's back in Gotham trying to make right. up for her past. Really coming again directly out of Batman. Yeah, I, I, I'm much excited. Can I say though? Yes. The uh the solicitation text mentions how awesome her new costume is. And I'll give it to you. The pants, love it. High socks, always gonna love that. If I if in the first issue she does not break her ankle fighting in those fucking heels. <laughs> Big chonky heels. I mean, that's not, it's not practical. Stop putting no. women in big chonky heels. Put them in boots. 
They can be tall boots. I don't care. Right. This is make fair. Them, make them look like athletic socks. That's fine. <laughs> How will you feel if she says, give me a second, and then kicks off her shoes before she fights? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Done. Even cool. better. Awesome. Kicks them at her foes oh, as yeah. her opening attack. Yeah. I learned this one from my ma. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman taught me this one. <laughs> I love it. Um, also, bonus points for writing the solicitation from Harley Quinn. Yeah. From her, yeah, it's like as though so Harley is speaking. Yeah. Yep. A six-issue miniseries, <gasps> Crime Syndicate. Yeah, yeah. This I'm one, here. this one All was a surprise it. to me, uh, but makes sense if you read whichever uh, death metal one shot it was between John Stewart and Owlman. Yep. Um, this is written by Andy Schmidt. Art on the main story is by Kieran McCowan, and on the backup is by Brian Hitch. Cover is by Liam Jim Chung with a variant by Scan. And uh, yeah, this spins out of death metal and is dealing with the universe being reborn. Yeah. Yeah, and basically talks about how Crime Syndicate comes to power in on Earth Three, and then the the backup stories are the origins of these different characters. Yep, which is starting awesome. with Ultraman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, here's another one that I think Jin's gonna be excited for. Oh shit! Suicide Squad number one with the same writer as its future state title, Robbie Thompson. D- it does you, okay. Yep. Damn it. Look. Look. <laughs> Jim was like, why do you think I'm gonna be excited about Suicide Squad? Yeah. <laughs> and then you said Robbie Thompson and god damn it. <laughs> I You're have welcome. to have it. Yeah. The artist and cover artist on this is Eduardo Pansica. Variant is by Gerald Perel. Uh Peacemaker is now the field leader. There will be no more avenging or defending the government's top secret for task force of killers, thieves, and criminals. And Waller, who is back in control of the squad, asterisk, and alive again, <laughs> uh, sends a new squad into Arkham Asylum to recruit the deadly Court of Owls assassin, Talon, while she interviews another new candidate, Superboy. So this definitely sounds like it's coming out of that uh, that backup about Amanda Waller in, uh, which book was that? Oh, that, that was in the, in the Infinite Frontier. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So yeah. this is picking up from Infinite Frontier Zero. Mm-hmm. That brings us to um, my boy, Swamp Thing, uh, a 10 issue series with the possibility of a pickup if it sells well enough. Everybody listening is legally obligated to go buy it. Yes. I don't know what legally obligates you to it, but just do it. Don't ask questions. It is your undying love for everything, Ram V. That's what legally obligates people to go get this. Rom V plus Swamp Thing. Like, I know. It's the ultimate and, and Venn diagram. It's your if actual jam. If that's not enough, then go look at the first cover. Uh, and there oh, are yeah. interior pages now. There, there, is pre- there is preview. Well, they might be Future State preview pages, but it's the same artist as Future State, Mike Perkins. Uh, variant yeah. is by Francesco Mattina. Uh, this is about a new Swamp Thing named Levi Kame who is uh, unable to control his transformation and gets thrust into a mystery about a, gr- a bunch of grisly murders conducted in a desert. Or, sorry, yeah, committed. Is, sorry, I misread that. Committed by a supernatural desert legend. There we go. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this is very much a 
more approaching a Swamp Thing horror book. Yes. Yeah. Which, let me tell you, Rom V is going to kill at. This book is going to be great. Just just do it. Get the Future State issues. Get this. Don't ask questions. Everything. Can I be more aggro about it? Probably. <laughs> Don't Can make you? me. Can you? Let's not find out. Everyone go buy it. Let's not find out. <laughs> I'll be your aggro hype man. Thank you. Get it! Um, next up is Teen Titans Academy number one. I cannot believe the called shot we made in saying, yeah, I bet they make a Teen Titans Academy book after Future State. <laughs> <laughs> Pow. Uh, with no saying, inside information on that. We just, yeah. we're just good. So, well, and that's, that's the thing I think that is part of why I'm so excited about Future State and Infinite Frontier. Like, it actually feels like the storytelling is incredibly intentional and not like, hey, here's what happens five years ago if this, or five years from now if this big event doesn't actually play out the way it will. Which was kind really, of the, the five years yeah. later during World's, World's End and Future's well, End. Well, I think, I, I, I have thought about this, and I think this is what they were trying to do with Future State, right? Is they were trying to give without being... You know, without telling you the ending, essentially. Yeah. Because there's nothing that says that things still can't change about whatever was presented in Future yeah. State. But I think just having a target for some things to write towards is going to make a lot of things more cohesive because everybody kind of knows what that point you're moving towards is. Well, and I think this is a great example. Yeah. I think the Superman stuff is a great example. We see a future where Teen Titans Academy has happened and gone horribly wrong. Yep. And then we see the beginning of Teen Titans Academy. And we know that that explosion, that battle that ends up making Shazam, who is a character in this, disappear. We're making Billy Batson disappear, at least. Uh, we know that that is... A potential outcome. Um, when we get to the Superman stuff, we know that Mongol having world his whatever worlds of war is that that future is a potential outcome. Um, and yeah, like we have maybe and maybe things do get that bad, and maybe we see it directly, or maybe we yep. see it averted. But it's it's in the DNA of this. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, also, Dick Grayson as a teacher, and we'll probably get some more Jim and Juan uh, speak. <clears throat> Yeah, well, if we don't hear, we definitely will uh, in another book in a minute. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I said this is written by Tim Sheridan with art by Rafa Sandoval. That's the same creative team as Future State. Yeah. Variant is by Jamal Campbell, who I actually think did the Future State variant as well. Um, we get a bunch of new characters in the student body, along mm -hmm. with whoever will be Comrade X. I'm still going to guess Clown Hunter. That's my vote still as well, yeah. Nightwing, Starfire, Raven, Cyborg, and Beast Boy are teachers and mentors. Yes. Excite. Yes. You know who I did not see on there, which really, I mean, again, it could just be, that, is uh, Donna Troy. I know she's on the big, so we haven't really acknowledged, some of the, the like, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Justice League books have, like, big wraparound covers that show their whole casts. She's on the cover for that, so I think she right. may be more Wonder Woman than Teen Titans. Yeah. But also, yeah, it could just be like, hey, she shows up as a guest lecturer eventually. Who knows? Yeah, what, they're really, one of the things I'll mention 
just in general, they definitely seem, because we'll get to a lot of these in a minute, uh, is they seem to be developing Wonder Woman into more of a Superman and Batman-esque, like, line. Yeah. Where there are, you know, several books and characters, and yeah. Well, and you you made a comment at some point recently about how Wonder Woman seems to be positioned in this almost all-father Thor kind of place. Yep. And I think as we get into it, you really hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the end of Death Metal 6. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But first, let's talk Superman. Uh, Superman number 29 and Action Comics number 1029. Uh basically form a pair basically form a single story between them um so superman 29 has cover and variant by phil hester and john timms respectively action by phil hester with eric gapstor and julian totino tedesco on cover and variant respectively uh the main feature of both books is a story called the golden age part one and part two in part one is in superman and part two is in action uh this story is written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, who is taking over as the ongoing writer for both books, and who wrote Future State Superman Worlds at War, which is part of why I think with the Mongol mention in Infinite Reality, Infinite, Re- Infinite Frontier, Infinite right. Reality is a comic shop in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, Infinite Frontier mentions Mongol here at Worlds at War. I think we're going to see that as kind of the looming future here. But this two-part story, uh, The Golden Age, is about Jonathan Kent looking at Superman's legacy and realizing that even though his father has died and come back before, he knows from being in the future that Superman someday will die again and anything could be the thing that causes it uh so he's kind of dealing with that legacy and we see him living with having that legacy and being superman in future state uh then we have a pair of tales of metropolis backups uh i should say uh phil hester and eric gapstor are the artists on both parts of the golden age uh we have a pair of backups in superman is tales of metropolis by Sean Lewis, with art by Sammy Basri, uh, about Jimmy Olsen on a quest to meet some of the city's more colorful denizens, starting with Bibbo Bibowski. Bibbo! <laughs> uh, in Action Comics, the Tales of Metropolis backup is about Midnighter, Yeah. with Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad writing, who wrote the Midnighter story in Future State, and Michael Avon Oming on art. Um, this is another one of those that I wonder if this if this backup isn't going to potentially set up an ongoing or miniseries. Yeah, I, and, mm-hmm. and some of these, you have to get the impression that like they're doing this, and it depends a lot on the reactions to them, right? The reactions are just, you know, there are 18 titles. I right. feel like some of the, the structuring on backs, backups is, all right, we know people are going to pick up Superman. We know people are going to pick up Batman. Mm-hmm. Let's introduce these storylines here. And then when we have the miniseries, people will already have read these creative teams or the ongoings, whatever. People yep. will already have read these creative teams writing these characters and will be more likely to say, okay, let me add this book that's all right. Midnighter. Or when we get to Batman in a second, there's a Robin backup by Matthew Rosenberg. And he's one of the people whose tweets really have made me think like there's something already planned 
that this yeah. is setting up. Uh, so, Batman 106, cover by Jorge Jimenez with a wraparound variant by Jorge Jimenez and another variant by Ricardo Federici. Uh, and let's actually start with that Robin backup, because that Robin backup uh, is a two-part story that will also continue into Detective Comics 1034's backup. It's written by Matthew Rosenberg. Art is by Gleb Melnikov, who did the Ginny Hex special that we'll talk about on our next regular episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this sees Damien leaving Gotham to go back to his mother uh, in the first part. And the second part introduces the idea of another faction of the League called the League of Lazarus. Uh, same writer and artist team, Rosenberg and Melnikov. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I... I definitely think that is setting up some kind of ongoing. Yeah, or at least a limited series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Something longer form, I should say. Yes. Uh, the main story in Batman 106 is written by James Tynan, continuing his run. Jorge, Harmonez, Jorge Jimenez remains as artist, continuing his run as well. Uh, this picks up after the events of Infinite Frontier number one. But also after everything that's been going on, Ghostmaker uh, is now in Gotham. The Scarecrow comes back. I don't know if you've seen the the A cover for this, but it is absolutely goddamn gorgeous. Is that the wraparound cover? No, the wraparounds are all variants. This is okay. Like, no, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. The yellow with the silhouetted. Yes. Yeah, the colors in that are just hmm. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, Jorge Jimenez tweeted about upping his game in 2021, and yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely believe it based on that image alone. Yeah, the, all three of these covers are are gorgeous. Yeah, and then uh, the the solicitation mentions a billionaire named Simon State Simon Saint pitching a law enforcement system to a new mayor. I wonder if this is Halo, Saint Halo. Yeah. If 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 Brian's not right on that off right. chance. But also this could become that law enforcement system we see in future state. Yeah, I I I, I definitely my I, I still my halo is still a long shot in my yeah. opinion. Well yeah. and either way, I think this is definitely gonna be tied to the future state. Yes. Yeah. Um then over in Detective Comics ten thirty four, uh <sighs> cover is by Dan Mora, who takes over the series interior art as well uh with a variant by lieber mayho who's taking over writing this book brian man i had just gotten used to not having to pick up detective comics on a regular <laughs> basis just when you think you're out they pull you back in mariko tamaki come on <laughs> oh dang yep uh so yeah I, i'm i'm back into detective <laughs> yep uh march Bruce Wayne's lost his fortune and his home, and there's a new mayor, and growing anti-vigilante sentiment in Gotham. Yep. So he must ask, how do be Batman once more? <laughs> how about how Batman be now? Yes. What am the Bat, Father? Uh, uh, why yeah. we're all talking like Bizarro, I don't know. I'm super excited. <laughs> the next book is maybe the biggest surprise to me in terms I of guess. its premise. And... I was already reading and enjoying this book. Uh, Josh Williamson had been writing. Yeah. We see a new creative team take over. Uh, Batman Superman, starting with number 16. This is written by Gene Lu and Yang of 
uh oh shoot what was the 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 terrifics the terrifics the terrifics he did yep. a great superman run that i loved and of course he did superman smashes the clan mm-hmm. uh art and cover are from ivan reese and danny mickey with a variant by Greg Smallwood, which is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, Side yeah. Note. This book is now about alternate reality Superman-Batman teams. Yeah. I did not expect this, and I cannot tell you how much I love this idea. I do, too. A book that is, like, every issue exploring different realities of this team-up. Yeah, I... I do not know that you could write a book that is more my shit, and I say that in a line of stuff that is so, so, so up my alley. Um, super, super excited for this. Yeah. And, like, I, I love the tease of some of the, the villains that they mention. Yeah. Like, like Spider, Spider Lady. Lady. Who has very, very much, to me, like, an alternate Selena Kyle type. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. Like, if what if it was spiders instead of cats? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Um, Doctor Adam conspiracy <laughs> Doctor Adam, who wears a kryptonite pendant, yep. and the mechanical machinations of the unknown wizard. Ooh, it's also very like at least this one is very like pulpy. Like everything about the cover and the designs on it, and the way the solicitation is written. Yes, super pulpy. I, mm-hmm. I, like I, I get the feeling they know exactly what they are and are okay with it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the other rare the creative team continues books. Yeah. Catwoman number twenty nine. Uh, Ram V. Fernando Blanco. Now this is the one book that I know the colorist on. There is a new colorist on this book, and as I say this, I am going to drop into Slack so you two can both see the beautiful, beautiful colors. A preview page of this book. Oh. We we have we have gushed about fco placentia's cover colors on the first few issues of this and the new colorist is jordi belair so um the book is in very good hands yeah yeah this Uh, is this is beautiful the image i've sent is just like two-thirds of the page is a a cityscape with selena leaping over it Uh, all these bright neon signs mm -hmm. yeah oh Gorgeous. So this book's gonna remain absolutely freaking gorgeous. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, the alt cover by this is by Jenny Frischen, which oh she's my been God. doing all the variants. And I normally yeah. never buy the cardstock variants. I normally refuse to pay an extra dollar for a harder cover. Yeah, I've bought every single Jenny Frischen variant to this. Well, yeah, that's back like when she was doing all the alt Wonder Woman covers. Yeah, like <laughs> she just got it. I love it. Every time she posts a new Wonder Woman sketch, I'm like, can you just stop? This is embarrassing. <laughs> um, largely, the the book continues as it has been. It sounds like the big uh, addition here from what we've sort of set up in the first three, four issues is mm-hmm. the Riddler joins the cast. Annoying. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Ivy's, Poison Ivy's mentioned it too. Which, yeah. if, you're, if you're caught up, Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just it, reminding you that this is a whole mix now. Yeah. Yeah. Which means at some point, Harley's got to show up because Harley's looking for Ivy. Uh, moving on to The Flash. We have a new creative team coming on in the form mm-hmm. of Jeremy Adams, who wrote Future State's Black Adam stories. Uh, with art and cover from Brandon Peterson and a variant by Ian McDonald. And this is about 
Wally West wanting to retire. Okay. Everything about this excites me mm. because I, I feel like one of the things they're going to try to accomplish in this is this resolution between Barry Allen and Wally West and who is the Flash and what, you know, this whole thing that has been there for so long, right? Yep. Uh, and we've talked about that before. Um, and so I'm excited that I think somebody's finally going to attempt to tackle that in a way that resolves it once and for all. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that um, they have to confront the Justice League, which is led by Green Arrow. Well, they have to confront the past. Correct. I, I did not read this so much as the Justice League is led by Green Arrow as much as I did... Green Arrow leads their having to confront the past. Oh. Like, Green Arrow is the Justice League character who hangs out in this book. Is oh, the see, I, I read it as by way of a Justice League led by Green Arrow. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I would 100% be down for that, because I love yes. this Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of Justice League, yeah. uh, this is another one of our 40-page uh, main story and then backup story books. The cover and variant, the wrapper and variant are by David Marquez. There is also a variant by Kyle Gu. Um, the Justice League story is helmed by Brian Bendis. Brian Bendis yeah. has taken over the Justice League. So we kind of wonder where Brian was going after he left Superman, right? Yep. The answer <laughs> is, it is, where does one go after Superman? To Justice League. To Justice League. Yeah. Uh, David Marquez is the artist. Um, they worked together on this little book called Miles Morales. I've heard of that. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and another little book called Iron Man. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, so there are some interesting changes to the Justice League roster. Yeah. You have your traditional Batman, Superman, Flash, Hawkgirl, Aquaman. Hippolyta. Well, because Diana's not around anymore. Yep. Naomi. Hell yes. Yeah. And Black Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Just. <laughs> no. So clearly, well, uh, clearly, and w I haven't read it yet. It's out this week. I but, have, but and it makes me very excited for this. The Endless <laughs> Winter, the last Endless Winter book. Yeah. I have not read it yet. But clearly, if Hippolyta and Black Adam are in this, it's something coming out of that. Yeah. Um, yes. I think once you yeah. finish Winter's End, it will make very clear what Black Adam's relationship is with this. Okay. And all I will say is my expectation for this book is going to be a lot of Superman and Black Adam butting heads at every turn. And oh, there is sure. something about that idea that I love. Yeah. Um, the backup here, and this is another one that I'm almost positive is going to turn into in April, May, Here's the ongoing that goes with it. Justice League Dark. Yeah. Written by Rom V. Art by Hermonico. Um, and this is setting up a new uh, Justice League Dark arc with Merlin as the villain. And we saw Merlin as their nemesis in Future State. Yeah. Uh, so Zatanna, Constantine, Road Trip, uh, a a friend and sometimes foe reborn in fire. Do we want to guess Etrigan? who that is? It's got to be Etrigan because we mm -hmm. see Etrigan become Jin. Do you know who who is the host of Etrigan in Future State? Have you heard about this? No, I have not. So our question 
when this was announced was, what will they rhyme with Etrigan? And Rob V uh, shared a preview page of Future State that answers that question. Oh, no. Gone, gone, the form Simeon, because Detective Chimp is the Future State Etrigan. Oh, my God. Yep. All right, fine. Yep. All right, fine. All right, fine. <laughs> fine. That's fine. Yeah. All right, fine. Um, Simeon and Etrigan. Yes. Okay. Great. Perfect. I love you, Ram V. This is not news. Yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> you know what? You know what's next is Jim and Juan, number 78. Yeah. Yes. Um, Brian and I, and I think I cut some of this from the episode, but yeah. expressed some... Not even frustration, just there are certain parts of Nightwing and his being held in B-list and uh, the Nightwing-Barbara Gordon relationship that never really has been sold to us. And it's like DC said, fine, you know what? You know what? (laughs) Okay, watch this. Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo are going to move Nightwing to the A-list and focus on the Nightwing and Barbara Gordon relationship. Yep. Guess it's going to get earned, maybe. <laughs> Let's hope. I mean, I can't imagine it won't be. Yeah. Yeah. I am all the excited about this. Also, what's the last name of Bloodhaven's new mayor, Brian? Uh, Zuko. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's going to end poorly. <laughs> Um, also as a quick side note, Jen, I don't know if you have read or been caught up on Tom Taylor's Suicide Squad run, but they're putting out the whole thing in one big, beautiful hardcover. Well, I will be then. <laughs> yep. Big, beautiful hard from Tom Taylor. Oh, yeah. and, and and by the way, because I, I don't want to undersell it. The other thing is apparently Batgirl under, under, uncovers a huge revelation about who actually killed Dick's parents. Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's going to be, a, obviously, a huge focus in this ongoing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman, number 770. Uh, cover and Variant, which is another one of the wraparounds, are both by Travis Moore, who is also the artist on the main story. Uh, Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad, who wrote Immortal Wonder Woman in Future State, take yep. over as writers here. Very excited. Um. What is happening? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> first first line of the solicitation. What is happening? Yeah. Um, no, Brian, no, you have to do Jim, it with the punctuation. What, what is, is happening? happening? Better? Yes. Yes. Okay. Wonder Woman wakes up in the middle of a battle. Where or when? Uh, well, go ahead. It's rhetorical. Ahead. One of you has to answer. Uh... uh <laughs> Valhalla? Huh? She 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 she's fighting in Valhalla? What? Am confused. Something has gone wrong in the sphere of the gods, apparently. Oh yep. no. Is this but, a God of War tie-in? Maybe. We don't know yet. But nobody else seems to think anything's out of place. Except her. Yep. Uh then we get to the backup, which is going to be about young Diana of Themyscira. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's writing and drawing this one? Jordi yeah. Belair with art by Paulina Ganeshow. Yeah, it's a great creative team. I'm very excited. Yeah. I love stories of Diana on Themyscira, like, without the whole Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. Yeah. Without the baggage of all the future Wonder Woman stuff that comes later. Yeah. Yes. 
And then the last two books we're going to mention from DC uh, are not part of Infinite Frontier, um, but they are worth mentioning nevertheless. One is Superman Red and Blue, number one of six. Yep. Uh, the companion to Batman Black and White. Main cover is by Gary Frank. Variants are by Lieber Meho and Yoshitaka Amano. There are five stories here. Uh, I'm just going to quickly name the creative teams because that's really all you need to know. Number one. John Ridley and Clayton Henry. Yeah. Number two, Brandon Easton and Steve Lieber. Damn it. Number three, yeah. Wes Craig. Number four, Marguerite Bennett and Jill Thompson. Fucking A. <laughs> and number five, just for me, not just for me, but, you know, Dan Waters and Danny. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. You gotta, Must. You know, um, yeah. Must have. And gotta, finally, gotta have. a Wonder Woman, I believe this is an anthology storybook, uh, Sensational Wonder Woman, written by Stephanie Phillips, yes. art by Megan Hetrick, cover by Yasmin Putri, with a variant by Ejikuri. Uh, this is celebrating the 80th anniversary of Wonder Woman. Uh, and starts with a story about a battle with Dr. Psycho. I, I don't know if the image in the, that's in the solicitations we looked at is the main or the variant cover, but holy crap, is that beautiful. I mean, it's gorgeous. It, it's, it's her with, you know, the, 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 the lasso spinning around and like these stone smoke lions. So that image is the A cover. Okay, that's what I thought. Yep. Um, because that's the Yasmin Putri cover, right? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought it was, but yeah, I yeah. didn't want to say it incorrectly. But oh my god, that's so gorgeous! Yeah, and I don't see the Ejikure uh, cover in this yeah. list of solicitations, but her art is also gorgeous. It's very, very much in that sort of of art germ, uh, uh, school of cover design. <laughs> Brian says, uh? Sort of, yeah, boy. <laughs> like, I think she's actually collaborated with Art Germ on yeah. some variants. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and, she tweeted about some. And can I tell you, this involves a, uh, the, the story is, uh, what it, they say it's celebrating Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary, but uh, in, a, in a battle with Dr. Psycho, something happens, right? Uh-huh. And can I tell you, like, I just, I can't see or hear Dr. Psycho now without thinking of the character from Harley Quinn. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Uh, so good. That Harley Quinn show has, like, permanently influenced my perception of certain characters. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, specifically Dr. Psycho. Well, yes. I know the next time Clayface shows up, I'm yep. going to be like, no, why are you not reading like Alan Tudyk? <laughs> I am an actor. Yes. Yes. Um, sorry, Batman the Animated Series, Clayface, and all of your pathos, but you have been unseated. Yeah. It had to like... happen eventually. Yep. Mm, so good. Okay. All right. That is it. That is March. That is before editing an hour and 15 minutes of solicitation. Solicitation, yeah. And I, I guess I'll mention super quick uh, there are several other books that are just kind of continuing outside. Of, and I'm not going to say all of them, but like just as an example, like Batman Catwoman. Yeah. Like, 
so, Batman, Catwoman, yeah. Strange Adventures, The Dreaming, yep. all the all the kind of black label, vertigo sort of stuff style, yeah, that that kept yeah. chugging along in right. January and February yep. will continue to, end. and the, yeah, those those are going to continue on kind of outside of this soft relaunch type yeah. thing. Yeah, all right. So so so, how do you two both feel? About, I've been very clear. I think I am just hella excited about <laughs> everything to do with this. <laughs> No, How do yeah. you two, especially God, Jen, hey. who has not been here for the future state stuff? Yeah, like, I have no idea what's going on, uh, but I don't, honestly, I don't feel like I need to go back, and, I'm gonna eventually go back and read all that, yeah. but I don't feel like I need to in order to understand what's gonna be going on. Yeah. This does seem like a very good jumping on point. Yeah. 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 I would I would say pick up the future state stuff. The only thing that really just keeps going is Batman. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the, the Catwoman is is. I mean, it, okay. It's Gotham slowing down. Gotham. Yeah, yeah. Gotham yeah. is. Yeah. There you go. Fair. Fair. Um, yep. and I think that's by design. Uh, uh, I think Gotham really feels like it's going to be run sort of like X Men. Yep. Going forward. Yep. It makes me wonder if that if they're going to do that. Like I mentioned, I think I mentioned with Wonder Woman, if they're really going to set these up kind of like that specifically superman batman wonder woman to be like the their own line type things that are cohesive and historically dc has run those books as kind of their own editorial offices in those right. sort of groups yep i think that's going to be true regardless whether or not they're sort of a figure in the middle that i think is maybe the thing that explicitly is different for gotham i think i think from what i've read in tynan in Tynan's newsletter and in tweets, like I think James Tynan is very much filling that role. Yep, going forward, it seems that way. It seems that way. All right, that is it. Uh, I'm not going to do the whole usual hullabaloo at the end, other than to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. Yeah. Um, you know where to find us. You have found yeah. us if you're listening to this. <laughs> if if not, go listen to one regular episode, and we'll have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hey, just quick shout out to our YouTube channel. Uh, don't forget that that's there. Feel free to to like and subscribe stuff over there as yeah. well. Do it. Yep. All right. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I am Brian. Go read comics and get ready for March.